Hi, this is Dylan. This is Kirk. And just before we start the episode, we wanted to let you know that we will be drinking the entire time and are already drunk. In fact, we're already recording this at the end of our episode. Because we forgot to warn y'all. Because we want you to drink with us. We think it'd be fun. This is a fun episode. Get drunk. Drink a glass of rosé. Yeah. Drink some scotch. Yeah, don't listen to this on the way to work, honey. Listen to no, it when ma'am. you get home. Like, mm-hmm. get comfy on the couch with a glass of rosé or scotch if you're straight and enjoy the episode. Play the new Pokemon Snap and listen to us screaming about Karen Allen. Yay. I'll tell you I'm hosting that Hyperpop show with Katie Rain at uh, Coconut Club. Wait, is it like a drag show of Hyperpop? Uh, no, it's gonna, it was, I'm just hosting it like I did at Swan Dive, uh, but they gave us both floors of Coconut Club, so I'm gonna try to, like, get my, get myself a DJ slot, too, uh. Oh, cute. That Ooh, would you be sh- very you, fun. You, you should have me come. We could do a Straight People <laughs> Movies DJ set. <laughs> I would fucking, honestly, yes. Let's do it. Let's, let's just play do some, it. let's play, let's play Black Midi for the gays. <laughs> drunk we're a little light in our lovers this week Whoops. <laughs> Oops. this is what happens when you record on a sunday we usually record on a thursday but this week we're doing it on, on the lord we're doing it on lo- well, the lord's day the lord's day we just got back from church and we're like let's do a pod yeah let's do it i just drink the blood of christ i'm feeling a little crazy oh, i'm drinking like the bone marrow of christ right now i'm drinking whatever what is what is a manhattan in relation to the um... i'd say bone marrow and then white wine is his piss yeah i'm ooh, give me some of that jesus pissed what's wow, we that just oh, lost that? So the, many the piss christ <laughs> piss christ Girl. what's that i know what that it's, is it's the it's the art piece it's like yeah art. Anyway, anyway, talk about piss, Christ. <laughs> we're talking about piss and Jesus. Um, <laughs> what if I kept the entire like ten minute intro that we recorded? That's we're not doing that. Um, we're not doing that. I won't yeah, edit. you're gonna you're gonna have an editing some editing fun for this one. <laughs> um, work. So hello, um, welcome to Stray People Movies. Uh, it's the podcast where each week we two gays explore a movie straight people love, and we ask why, why, why. Why? Like Why? I'm, like don't worry. I, I I can, I I I can drive, and I'm gonna take an Uber anyway. But before I call it, can you just answer me why? Yeah. No. Like literally. Like I I like I I I know that I'm like getting a little like belligerent right now. But like I really just need you to answer the question why. Okay. I'm closing my tab. Two questions. Do you want another vodka soda? It's on me. And also why? I will stay if you answer the question why. Oh my god, like a prayer just came on. Do you want to go dance real quick? Oh my also, god, let's why? Go. Oh my god, that sounds so fun. Let's but go. Also, why? Yeah. That sounds like, but like, also, why, like, tell yeah. me, oh my god, this is so fun. Haha, <laughs> we're dancing to like a prayer, but like, also, like, can you tell me why? When you call my name, it's like a why. Why? 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 <laughs> I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And I'm Dylan Garcia. And, and welcome. We're having, fun. welcome. We're having a Sunday fun day. Um, and yeah. I think that we are, you know, we, we've chosen, a, I think, the perfect movie to discuss yeah. for a Sunday fun day because it's a Sunday fun day kind of movie. It's a Sunday. I watched this movie at 8 a.m. this morning, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make croissants and they take a long time. So, so I he's like, and watch so while this shit's proofing, I'm going to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oops. I yes, guess I revealed what the movie we're watching is already. That's it. We're watching later Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Watch- Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Raider. Jones. In. Indiana. Indiana Jones. In. You know, as a kid, it always really confused me that this movie was called Raiders of the Lost Ark and the rest of them were Indiana Jones and. I didn't like that. It's like weird. That. I, don't I didn't like, like the either. discrepancy at all. No. I don't like when people like, change movie titles. It was like they did it with like, Star Wars and it became A New Hope. And it's like, oh, ew. Just... I hate that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's just Star Wars, or, like. Well, the worst one is fucking um, Edge of Tomorrow became Live, Die, Repeat. Like, what, what is it? A t-shirt? Wait, wait, wait. Edge of Tomorrow is called Live, Die, Repeat now? Yes, man. And with periods at the end of every word. Why? Did it get sued? And they were like, this movie was a flop. Which, like, it wasn't even that much of a flop. It made $100 million in America. 
And they're like, well, we need to change to a better name. And it's like, live, die, repeat is worse. Live, die, repeat. That's the tagline, bitch. Yeah, that that is a very tagline, Jish. Get that shit out of here. Um, but yes, we are watching Steven Spielberg's 1981 movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Baby. Ooh, baby. We're baby. Watching, I think this might be, other than Forrest Gump, like the biggest, like me, I think even a bigger classic than Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie, every scene is iconic in this movie. It's like, and, if you haven't seen this movie, you've seen this movie. Like, yeah, like, you haven't seen this movie, but you, like, saw the, like, show thing at Disney World. Mm-hmm. So you've seen the movie. We talked about it before, um, but the the montage of the Oscars, where it's North by Northwest and Citizen yeah. Canada, every frame in this movie is in that montage. It's going to be, like, snakes. Why did it have yeah. to be snakes? Why did it have to be snakes? It's going to be um, you know? the guy's face melting. It's going to be the the ball rolling. It's going to be him switching the idol. This, yeah, everything yeah. is iconic in this It's going to be the Nazi getting the medallion and printed on his hand because it was burning. Ugh. Oh, bitch. We're going to talk about her. And we're gonna, and it's Karen Allen just taking back mm-hmm. shot after shot after shot, girl. <laughs> yes, mama. Just like us. Yeah. We were yeah, both like Karen us Allen right now. today. We were just like, we saw her and we were like... You know what? Queen. We can do it too. We can do it too. We can do it yeah. too. I drink a <laughs> this is what feminism is all about, Dylan. This is <laughs> feminism is co-opting is gays co-opting your alcoholism. Ugh, it's not alcoholism anymore, but it's a, a hot woman doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's girl boss bitch. If this girl is boss girl boss moves. behavior, get with it. <laughs> get into it. Uh, but yeah. So I love this shit. so like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like. When was the last time you watched this movie? Had it been a while for you? Um, the last time, this is actually, um, we've mentioned it all the time. Uh, this is a very early entry into movie club. This is actually before Kirk joined movie club. This <sighs> is, um, I think this is actually part of the, so in movie club, I'm known for having incredibly convoluted uh, round themes. It's true. Um, so for example. It's like a scavenger hunt of a theme. Truly. One of my favorite ones was everyone chose a country and that, uh, and whenever you chose that country, you got that country's film festival and you had to choose a winner of that film festival. So like Kirk, what did you have that year? Did you have Toronto? I had Berlin. Gotcha. And I chose the the people versus Larry Flint. Yes. And I chose can so I could do wild at heart. Um, but it was incredibly convoluted to get around there. But this is actually my first convoluted one, which was you were assigned a decade and each person had to choose a movie that was nominated for, but did not win best picture and present that movie. And so this was in 1980. This is an eighties uh, best picture nominee. Which is so fun. Like I, didn't, like, I, I mean, I knew people liked this movie. Obviously it's a classic, but I didn't realize that like this movie was yeah. like a Oscar winner. It's one five. Oh, Oscars. Mama, yeah. This movie, it's, it's dessert. Before we even get into it, this movie whips ass. Like, this yeah, movie this is movie's unimpeachable. Great. This movie's so fucking good. Like, you watch it, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, it's so good. So I had a weird experience with it because I think I forgot, like, how much uh, suspension of belief you need to do with this movie. I was like, I was like, nothing makes sense. This is incomprehensible. Like, I literally don't have any <laughs> idea what's going on. And then, like, 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, yeah, none of that matters. I just am literally here to vibe and have a good time, and that's it. Yeah, and that's sometimes uh, all a movie needs to be, girl. Oh, girl. Here, let me do the intro real quick, and then we can dive deep, 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 deep inside of her. Um, oh yes. Like we said earlier, <laughs> like we said earlier, we we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is Steven Spielberg's 1981 action adventure film starring Harrison Ford, which, Mama, girl, 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 with girl. girl, girl. here. My favorite Harrison cool. in the movie is definitely Professor Harrison with those glasses on. Oh my god, Professor! Ugh. Oh, my favorite prof- my favorite Harrison is whenever he is shirtless and he's getting his wounds tended to. Oh yeah, Harrison Ford, <laughs> uh, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, Ronald Lacey, and Jonathan Rhys Davies. Who I know this is just Dylan, but could get it. Um. <laughs> Wait, which one was he? He was the um. He was his like connect in. And where, wherever they were, he was like the guy with the big beard, and they talked like this and had the monkey. Oh, he's a Dylan. That's a Dylan flavor. That's wait, a Dylan. wait, wait, wait. Was he the Egyptian guy? Not the Egyptian guy. Oh, it was not Sala, right? Not so, wait. No, he was the guy with the monkey, and whenever he was like, oh, the one with the scar he, on his face. 
when Harrison Ford was like flipping the date to put in his mouth and he caught the date and was like, look at the monkey, he's poisoned. Yeah, that's Sala. That's his friend, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, him. I, yes. Wait, his name is Jonathan Reese davies That's him, right, girl? No. That man Jonathan... wasn't actually Egyptian. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the movie. Oh, yeah, it's in 1981, girl. There's not going to... Jonathan Reese davies You're Let's right. He, he played... He played... Wait, is he Egyptian in real life, though? He's a Welsh actor. <laughs> Wait a second. No, he is he is from he is from Wales. Yeah, he plays Sala. Welsh. Yeah, maybe he's, he's Welsh. With... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was cute, but I'm also yeah. like I Okay. There you yeah. go. Well, you know what? You know what? That's what happens when you watch old movies. <laughs> That's how you watch old movies. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, and then, okay, so the plot of the movie, if you haven't seen it before, which is insane, um, set in 1963, Indiana Jones is a law 1936. professor. 1936. He's also not a law professor. Oh, God. Ah! <laughs> You're, like, describing the plot to some, like, a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> the plot he was a law professor. Pelican it was 1963. Set in 1936, Indiana Jones is a professor and an archaeologist who is tasked by the U.S. Army to stop the Nazis from finding and taking control of the Ark of the Covenant. And yes, that Ark of the Covenant. Girl, and that's the plot it, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's I it. mean, that's the thing is I was watching the movie and I kept being like, I don't understand actually really what's happening at all because the movie just doesn't care. And nope, I kind of I wish movies were more like this. Well, that's the thing. That's Spielberg. He's so He's weirdly efficient. Like, right, especially like when we watched like World of the World recently, and like it's like, oh, that movie just goes. Yeah, yeah. He it doesn't you, take time. Yeah, he gives you all the information he needs. You, you, you Nazis, bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Got it. That's what you know. Doing? Karen Allen, they used to be, or she used to be in love with them. Got it. Like it's mm-hmm. like everything is all very clear cut, but it's yeah, just like, it, funny. It, Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. It, um, I mean, it's very clearly, and he's been open about this, but it's influenced by those like those nineteen like twenties and thirties like serials that right. that Spielberg was like grew up with, and those are very much like we have eleven minutes worth of film on this thing. We gotta go, 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 and so that's the yeah. Watching it, you're like, oh, this is just like watching one of those old like Indiana Jones is deep in the Sahara. Will he find the treasure this week? Tune in next week. Right, so that's what my like, I knew right away that we were getting into that kind of vibe when the beginning of the movie was like South America, nineteen thirty six. It's you're like to throw a dart. You're like, girl, it's like where in South America? It doesn't matter, South America. No. And like the music in the movie is so like it's John Williams at his <laughs> most <laughs> like. Uh, so we played that. That was one of my marching bands like programs one year. So listening to it this time, I was like, oh, I'm triggered. <laughs> It's such a fun melody, though. It's such a good melody. The the music in this movie, John Williams has definitely gotten lazy in the past I don't know, twenty years. Yeah. Um, but this is you're like, man, John Williams, he fucking whips ass. Yeah, he's getting it. Yeah, it's so funny. I think that the movie, like, literally, it's so weird watching it now because it's like, literally, I remember nothing about it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, specific images, obviously, specific lines, because that's what the movie's really about. It's like really like what he establishes with this and like George Lucas did with Star Wars and all like the major directors of that time, like American directors is it's like that version of a blockbuster was literally like give the audience as much information as they need. And like, and let's just have fucking fun with it and like, just blast off. Like we're not yeah. like, it's like, it, it makes you want to shake Christopher Nolan a little bit and be like, girl, like you don't need to explain like fucking reverse time travel to us. Like, like can just we just have some just fun, please? It. Can we yeah. just, can we just go? Can we just have fun? I, well, it's like the girl, thing with like Steel Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, his entire career is like he doesn't like talk down to the audience. He's very much like he assumes that the audience has a certain level of, of intelligence, which like, yeah, we're we're not dumb as shit. Like we get it. Like that's why like we talked about Live Die Repeat earlier with the name. Like that movie is very much like every time you die you come back to life. There you go. That's go. all you need. That's it. There was kind of this like thing in the early 2010s where I feel like they were trying to revitalize that kind of blockbuster movie, like the Indiana well, Jones type, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's when Amblin started producing a lot more. And basically the, that's like, uh, like what's that movie with not eight millimeter? No, what am I thinking of? Super eight. <laughs> it's mm. definitely not eight millimeter. Right. But that movie kind of sucked though. Yeah. But it has, it's very trying to be like Amblin entertainment, trying to be like kids that's on true. bikes like that. But it's like, I feel like 
Amblin Entertainment has turned uh, into a shorthand for like kids on bikes, like it, like Stranger Things, where it's like Steven Spielberg is also like very good at making action adventure movies. Yeah, that are I think like that, kids in peril. I think that what, what's the 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 fine balance that Steven Spielberg like is able to do in every single one of his films overall, except for like mm. maybe some of his more serious work, is that it's like. It's a movie that literally anyone can enjoy. It's like yes. grandma's going to like it. Grandpa's going to like it. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad, the kids. Like, it's like, it's truly like a movie for all ages. It's like E.T., Rage of the Lost Ark, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, even Jaws, even though that movie's pretty violent. It's like yeah. a movie that like kids watch. And it's like, I don't know yeah. if any other director has ever been really able to accomplish that. No, and he's also incred- incredibly like prolific. It's weird that I didn't realize that Jurassic Park and Schindler's List were the same year. That's insane to me. Truly insane. And then he took four years off and then did Lost World and Amistad the same year. I never saw Amistad. Me neither. I don't need to. I, don't know. Uh, I yeah. mean, he. I mean, he really. I think he kind of loses his touch. Maybe like I think Munich. I would think Munich is his last like great movie. Right, um, and that's his serious era. Like AI. Like yeah, AI, War of the Worlds, and Minority, Minority Report, Report, which is his best movie, in my opinion. I love yes, the Minority correct. Report. But I all those movies in the early 2000s. That. Yeah, those are his, like, 9-11 serious, response like, movies. Yeah, my 9-11 response movies. And then I feel like he really fell off after Munich, because then it was, like, War Horse and, like, Lincoln. War Horse. Lincoln, just, which is, like, like, it's a better script than it is a movie, because it's Tony it's Kushner. Like he started making movies for 80-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. He, he, yeah, he stopped making Universal movies and he made movies for, you know, it's 2 p.m. matinee on a Thursday, girl. Yep. Like, yeah. I watched, um, I watched Bridge of Spies with Friend of the Pod Harrison, um, when we used to live together, and I just remember it being endless. That's all I remember from that movie is that it is just this endless movie. You know, I can't really comment because I literally have not seen one of his new films in forever. But it mm-hmm. does kind of, I think the biggest strength that Steven Spielberg has as a director is his sense of whimsy and adventure. Like, there's a yes. childlike sense of, like, play, which is very apparent mm-hmm. in, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where it's like, it's it just, it, you get the sense of, like, he did love those serial films growing up, and it really is, like, him trying to, like, give that same kind of awe-induced state to the audience, whether you're a little kid or an adult. And I feel uh-huh. like he's really lost that. I mean, I understand that, like, you can't do that with, like, the fucking... Bridge of Spies or whatever, but well, then I, he did like fucking Ready Player One, which is like this. Oh, it, I heard that was a on good paper. Though. It is unwatchable. I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's like it feels so cynical with all these like brands and stuff because that's so great about him is that he doesn't. He's not brand reliant. Like he just he doesn't have to make brands because he he doesn't have to use brands because he makes the brands basically. Well, he's and like, I'm just, not a businessman. I'm a businessman. That's the kind of thing though. It's like he does have brands. Like say like the the Reese's Pieces moment in E. T. It's like, but mm-hmm. the way he treats brands in his movies feels very like. I, like the first thing I thought of was like someone like Riff Raff, like with all of his like logo <laughs> tattoos, where yeah. it's like it becomes less about corporatism and more about like that kind of childlike nostalgia that we have for brands, mm-hmm. like before we yeah. understand what brands really are. And I think that's why I like him. It's like he's not so pretentious that he's like anti. I mean, he's a capitalist. Let's get that yes, straight. But at the end of the day, like I think that the way he treats things like that is like all part of like it's all fun. It's all adventurous and whimsical. And all of it is in service of, like, the story and the characters. And I think yes. I really like that a lot. And I think that, yeah. I agree, his story, his movies aren't cynical, which is why we like him. Yeah. And then when they are cynical, they're incredibly cynical, like Minority yeah. Report. Like Minority Report, yeah. Like Munich, which, God, Munich's so fucking I've good. I've never seen Munich. Bitch, go watch Munich right now. Actually, you're too drunk, don't watch Munich right now. Yeah, right. just bleed you the fuck out. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see his West Side Story. Um, I am too. The teaser looked good. It looks so good. It looked I can't really wait good. For it. Yeah, I'm that so made me like sad that Ansel Elgort is the. Lead I know, guy. I know. They like <laughs> they truly like blink if you miss, blink and you miss him in that trailer. Girl, he has literally zero charisma. I like. Oh, he's the worst. Truly, don't get any of the hype around him. He's not even that no, attractive. No. He like no. looks like. His face looks like it's like puckered in. <laughs> like whenever you do, like when you play around on the different filters and like photo booth when you get a yeah, MacBook. it's like, it's like, like <laughs> you know, yeah. Let's talk about the movie itself. What did you think about the movie? I really loved it a lot. Like I said, yeah. I think that for a second, I, I, I 
it's been weird watching these movies during the day because I feel like I'm almost like more critical or something during yeah. the day. Um, and I was like looking for the faults in it. I think it's like it, because I think when we do this, I'm thinking like, oh, what makes this straight or whatever, you know? So I'm yeah. looking for like the little stupid things it does. But overall, like I loved it. I think it's so adventurous. I love movies that traverse the globe. I've always yes. really liked that a lot. That's why I like old Bond movies a lot too. Mm. I like movies that take me places. I love that it's a period piece, but it's not in your face about it. Um, yeah. It's got great characters. I think Indiana Jones has got to be one of the... M- this is going to sound interesting. I feel like he's a really complex, non-complex character because... Yeah. I was reading the wiki and it's like they were thinking about making him like an alcoholic or making him like a ladies man, like Bond or whatever, because he needed to have like his thing. But they were Mm. like, no, he doesn't need a thing because it's like he loves history and archaeology and he's just trying to like get the thing. And that's all he needs to do. And I really like that a lot. And I don't feel like a lot of characters in these kinds of movies are as simply complex as that, where it's just like, just let Mm. them do the damn thing, and that's it. Like, Harrison Ford's charismatic enough that you don't need anything else, you know? I mean, I think that's kind of a thing of, like, like what does really well on, like, YouTube and TikTok and stuff is, like, people, like, doing their craft really well, and it's like, I just want to watch somebody be good at their fucking job. Like, I want to, which is, and that's what the movie is, and it's like, we talk about, like, a a big... um, sign of a straightness or straight people movies is that like it's dudes being good at everything and watching Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones. It's like, Oh, like he is good at everything. Right. Yeah. He always keeps his cool. I think that's my favorite thing about him is like, even when he doesn't keep his cool, he's still got like a swagger to him. Mm -hmm. That's undeniable. And there's like a reason why like so many women like were like in love with Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. I think Cause he's just like, you go, you go. I was going to say that, like, I think that why they like him, especially boomer ladies, because I feel like Harrison mm-hmm. Ford's like the ultimate boomer ladies man, other than maybe like Tom Selleck, is because he seems like the kind of man that's going to like protect you and do all like the classic male things, but he's also going to do with like a little bit of a jeer, a little bit of like a goofiness. Like, there's just a sense of play there with him, but it's still yeah. serious, you know? I feel like he's a person who, like, knows, like, what kind of clothes to buy that will last forever. Right, right. He's a, he's a very, like, simple guy. Like, he's yeah. not trying to do anything. Like, he's sexy because he doesn't try to be sexy. It he makes just, him even the sexiest. He just wants to dust some sand off of tombs, honey. Like, that's it. Ooh, bitch. It's someone that's, like, it's both, like, kind of, uh, like, blue collar and also, like, higher education it's the combination of those things where it's like here's this man who has to like build shit and like swing off of shit and like do like like physically demanding things but also is a doctor right and he's a doctor and he like teaches archaeology and it's so funny to me because i'm like at the end of the day he's just like a a a a treasure hunter with a doctorate beautiful Uh, (laughs) well it's also insane to me that harrison ford has three iconic roles it is insane. It's insane. He's he's Han Solo. He's Indiana Jones. And wait, what's the third he's one? He's Decker. Oh, for Blade Runner. Yeah. 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 Like, who else has these three, like, and, like, they don't bleed into each other at all. Like, they are three distinct. You're not going to confuse either one for the other one. It's, but it's so weird because, but but he doesn't act that much differently as any of them. Mm-hmm. He's just, it's like, it's kind of like how people talk about how like George Clooney is very much like a one of those kinds of actors that like kind of plays himself in everything. Yeah, and I'm always really envious of people like that, where it's like you, you can literally just be yourself, but like you said, have these distinct characters that you couldn't oh, yeah. mix up ever. Yeah, I mean, like the difference, like talking about George Clooney, like. George Clooney in Out of Sight is completely different from George Clooney in Up in the Air is completely different from George Clooney in Michael Clayton. You're right. Fuck, we, we should talk about Michael Clayton. Dude, Michael Clayton is my favorite movie made for 40-year-olds ever. Fuck, Michael Clayton is so fucking good. It's so do it? good. <laughs> Can we do it? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like, love to. We will, that movie will, that episode will have 10 listeners. And it'll be Kyle 10 times. Oh my God. <laughs> I think Harrison likes that movie. Or if he if he if he hasn't seen it, he'd love it. He'd love it. Um, I'll put it on the list. Um, what also like I think, I mean besides Indiana Jones being this iconic like character, I think what's really good about Raiders of the Lost Ark is that there's so many different set pieces in it that are so like incredible. 
No, it's like, so cool. Yeah, it's like I was like mentioning like have you been to Disney World and seen the Indiana Jones show that mm-hmm. they would do in like uh, Hollywood Studios or whatever? Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. They they recreate that airplane scene, I believe. Fuck, that's my favorite scene in the movie. It's I'm pretty so sure. Tense. I'm pretty. They they recreate the airplane. They do different scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark. They recreate it, and like the fun part is like there's like they bring extras in the audience, and I always wanted to be one of those, but I was like too afraid. Me too. But like they would bring extras out. I've seen the show probably like five or six times because I'm a Disney oh, yeah. World nut. Don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Um, but it's like it, it, it's really cool because. That era of blockbusters, I think the reason why they have such staying power, and you'll you know, Dylan, that we've talked about this a lot. I really believe that this is true. Practical effects and stunts, oh, are the answer to life. Watching it, it's incredible. Like yeah. if it's like CGI shit where it's like people on fucking wires throwing fireballs at each other. It's like I don't. That does nothing to me. This is a cartoon. This is fucking Steven Universe, whatever. But whenever you see like, I don't know how they did that. They had the fucking spinning airplane. With guns and fire and gas and people fighting each other. And it's like everything makes sense. Like Steven Spielberg is such a – he plays the camera so well. And it's also like done so stylistically. It's so stylish. This movie is so – I feel like Steven Spielberg has kind of lost his his touch as a stylist. Yeah. This is like so fabulous. Every set piece in the movie is so iconic and so like beautiful. I agree. I think that my I was watching with friend of the pod Audrey, and she was talking about how she really feels like it has this really like lovely like color palette, like all yes. like the browns, and it's mm. funny that the movie without trying very hard feels like the 1930s, and it has this mm-hmm. kind of old feel, and it really transports you to like Cairo and all these other places without making it so like I feel like newer movies. The biggest thing they do that I hate is they're like we're in Cairo. It's 1964. Here's, like here's the pyramids. Here's somebody you know talking in hieroglyphs. Yeah, they didn't like, show the like, pyramids once. Good, no, you don't. Need but we to. know we're in Cairo, and that's all that matters. And it's like he's just able to capture a vibe. And I think again, it's that whimsy he has, that sense of adventure, because mm. it's like you feel like you're on. I mean, it's not a vacation because there's like shit going down, but like you feel like you're like on vacation in Cairo while you're watching the movie. Yeah. Like you feel like you're I visiting. I think a lot of like what modern movies and stuff that do use a lot of CGI or a lot of that don't use a lot of practical effects. They don't. It's another thing that like he does where he trusts the audience to like come with a new level of intelligence, but he also trusts the audience to come with a level of like disconnect where it's like, Mm. like if you see like a play or like magic or whatever, where it's like, you know, like this isn't real. These people aren't really in a kitchen sink kitchen with a sink arguing with each other this isn't like he's not the magician isn't you know transporting cards from one side to the other like there's like effects or whatever but like your brain will turn it off and be like oh i believe this and i think so many people like directors now when they make these sort of like big blockbusters they don't trust the audience to be able to both understand that this isn't real but also like turn that away like don't care I think the problem is that they care too much about immersion, and I blame Avatar on that. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, the answer is immersing the audience, and I don't actually think that you need to do much to immerse an audience. I think that we, I I think we like to know it's a movie. For example, when you watch uh, Indiana Jones, I don't care if it's your first time watching it, you know he's going to live. Like in the first scene, you're scared enough because it's dangerous enough, but Mm -hmm. you know he's going to live because he's the hero, because it has that tone. Like those old serials or whatever. And same thing with like Karen Allen's character. Like when you think that she dies in that explosion, you know in your heart that she's not dead. She's third build, girl. Like she's not going to not be there. (laughs) Yeah, duh. And she's gorgeous. We love her. And it's like. We love her. And I think that I miss that from the modern blockbusters. Like it's like the knowingness of like Mm -hmm. this is. It's like books of this genre too. It's like you know what you're getting yourself into. It's not like a new dazzling thing. It's doing the tried and true for- formula really, really well. Yes. And I think that when it comes to blockbusters, that's what they should do. I mean, I'm not, not for like innovation in the genre. I just think that base level, like you need to know, the audience knows it's a fucking movie. We yeah. know it's a movie. You don't need to trick us or anything. Like, yeah, this isn't, we're not, I don't know. Yeah. This isn't like a VR thing where it's like, Oh my God, am I actually in the bottom of the ocean or whatever? Like girl, like we, we know that Brie Larson doesn't actually like an alien or whatever. Right. We know that Brie <sighs> Larson's not in the nineties right now. She's not. <laughs> Although every, every commercial I get on Hulu is Brie Larson doing like a Nissan commercial. It's like her with like feathered hair going, remember when driving was fun? Oh my God. And then I hit skip ad. Um, oh, I want to love her so bad. 
I just love her from United States of Tara. God, and then after a, that. Yeah, she's such an iconic character. Princess Valhalla Hawkwind, like, come on, man. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to think of other things I love about this movie. I just think that the movie's so likable. It's, like, impossible to not like it. Um, yeah. It just I mean, sw- like it's the... a swashbuckling adventure, you know? Yeah, what I mean? we love a swashbuckling adventure. Like, whenever there's that iconic scene, like the really famous like story behind it is that Harrison Ford was sick. So whenever there's the big sword fight, whenever they first get to Cairo and Harrison just pulled out or Indiana pulled out his gun and shoots the sword fighter or whatever, that has got to be actually the most iconic part of it. That's movie. the most iconic scene in the movie. It's so fucking funny, and I think that that's also good. This movie is funny. Yeah, and it's, it's not really like Marvel funny. funny. And I keep I feel like we're like that's the kind of underlying thing that we're like shitting on Marvel this entire time, but like Marvel We're just is shitting on modern blockbusters. Yeah. Which are all Marvel movies. Right. Um, but it's like they have this quip of this like they're like super like dumb quippy, like that's not a thing people say, or like, Whoa, I wasn't expecting that after like an explosion or something. But it's like I blame this Joss movie Whedon. has jokes. It's Joss Whedon. It's all his fault. It's, like, not it's just because fault. he directed part of the franchise, but it's also, like, just his influence in general over sci-fi. Yep. And I love it. Like, Firefly, it works. You know what I mean? Like, when it's his universe and it's his world and he's controlling it, it it's, like, quippy, like, characters that fast talk and shit like that works. But I feel like it's just gotten overboard in the genre. And it's, like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, the calm, cool, collected type character like Indiana Jones you kind of crave that. Like you're tired of like oh, the yeah. goofball type thing. Or I don't want any more star Lords anymore. I don't know who's funny. Although I did. St- I mean, I did start watching WandaVision. Ugh, I'm sorry. I didn't like I it. Know. I'm sorry. I got two episodes in and I'm like, I don't hate this yet. Well, I loved the first couple episodes cause they're references to old TV shows. So I love yeah, that. No, it's like honeymooners and like, uh, it becomes people shooting lasers in space. The CGI, 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 CGI. <sighs> God, it's so annoying. I hate CGI. And I get why people do CGI. Because the thing mm. is, it's not because it aesthetically looks better. It's because it costs less. Yeah, exactly. So. It, we say that we hate CGI, but we still do love Justice League. <laughs> because that movie, tur- that movie, like, it's so overwhelming that it, like, it turns at a certain point. That's my thing about and CGI, like... and that's why I want to rewatch Sucker Punch, even though Dylan hates it. Because I think that <laughs> at a certain point... With CGI, it's like, go big or go home. Like, I either mm-hmm. want you to create literal hellish landscapes from this god-forsaken fucking art form. Like, I want it to be cellophane by FKA Twigs. Yes. Like, go cellophane or don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <sighs> just don't. Or just choose cho- Just choose goodness. Just yeah. don't do it. Literally, y'all have Marvel money. You have Disney money. You can do whatever you want. Do practical effects. Do it. So I think that the biggest thing about Indiana Jones 2 is that even though it's like this period piece swashbuckling adventure film, I feel like it had a really big influence over blockbusters for the rest of the 80s. Yes. Even though most of the 80s stuff were more like sci-fi or like not as like, yeah, none of them were like Indiana Jones. But I feel like that that type of character we were talking about, like the Harrison Ford type, the kinds of stories that not talking down to the audience. Like, I know you don't love the Goonies, but like, you know, the Goonies is like very influenced by this and like i feel like that's why the 80s are like the golden age of blockbusters i think indiana jones and star wars of course are both like the most important factors here well it's like in in the 80s they're all those are all like movies inspired by we always talk about i mean the term the the 80s 50s it's like everything is inspired by the 50s and so like the sci-fi stuff is these very like like these early star trek shows that's the 60s but like um old like sci-fi novels all the um what's his name all the ed wood movies all these like really like these b movies are big influences of 80s sci-fi totally it Uh, was like taking like movies that were considered schlock in the 20s through the 50s that were not considered like great pictures at all and really like rejuvenating them and making them like well cinema at the end of the day yeah i feel like now like people aren't like those the the blockbusters and stuff aren't referencing old, older movies they're just like kind of referencing themselves that's the weird part it's these franchises building their own worlds and i mm-hmm. i do believe in referentiality like as someone that like loves music and film i think the biggest thing that i mean you if you listen to our pod you fucking know we both do this we're like oh it's like this meets this or like you can see mm-hmm. like it came from this influence and i feel like that kind of trajectory is really fun to map out and i feel like with marvel you do get lost in the sauce a little bit because it's like iron man 
was probably influenced by like you know X-Men and Spider-Man which came before it and then after that it just became a reference to Iron Man which became a reference to Thor which became a reference to the Avengers mm-hmm. which is like it all just collapses on itself God I love that we're just turning this pot into a Marvel shit a fucking... post One day we will talk about a Marvel movie not this week but <laughs> But yeah like I you know what I would love like I would love Marvel or any sort of action movie or whatever to be influenced by Charlie's Angels or like something really, really trashy from the early 2000s because so like those good. movies from the 80s were influenced by like trash from the 50s and 60s. Like turn, like if some, if they were to do a Marvel movie that was based off of Charlie's Angels full throttle, like I'd be there opening night. And well, that's it, honestly why I'm like kind of excited for Cruella. Yeah. Cruella looks kind of fun. I got to admit. Oh, I'm going to go a bit because it looks like just, it looks fucking gay. I think the thing for me is, like, as much as I'm excited for, like, Chloe Zhao to do the new movie, it's, like, it's just, like, it's so serious. I feel like yeah. Marvel's thing is that they don't, they want to get the rest of us in it, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, they got the nerds, right? Now they need to get the Kirks and the Dylans in the world to get on board because they're taking over the world. Um yeah. And it's, like, I feel like their answer is to be more serious. And I feel like be more campy. Be more campy. Because Indiana Jones, it's not campy in the gay sense, but it's campy in the sense that it has fun with what it's doing and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's lighthearted. It's incredibly lighthearted. It's such a fun movie. And it's like... It's weird because it's the the stakes are incredibly high where it's like you're fighting Nazis to try to not get the God's Ark of the Covenant. Like, that's the highest stakes. But even then, it still feels so lighthearted. Like, 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 in fucking Marvel movies where it's like, oh, no, they have to get the... Or, I guess... We, I don't want to be unfair, but also in DC, also in Justice League, whatever. But it's like, we got to get the cube to stop the cube. Well, I think the biggest issue with Justice League, I don't have to use that because that's the only one I've seen um, of a lot of these, is most of them. they take themselves too seriously with the characters' backstories. It's like every character yeah. in a blockbuster now needs to have like a shitty childhood, a dead parent, or something horrible going on. When it's like, Indiana Jones, we don't know anything about this dude. No. He literally, all we know is that he's an archaeologist. And yeah, all we it. know is that Karen Allen's character, like, loved him when she was younger, and it didn't work out. And that's it. And that's all we need. That's all we need. We don't need that's anything it. else. That's it. Just fucking do the cool shit. Have him run away from a big fucking rock. Have Alfred Molina betray him. Um, yeah. Oh, it's I like, love that. God, Alfred Molina. I fucking love Alfred Molina, Molina yeah, so he's much. He's such a great character actor. I think his performance in Boogie Nights might be the actual most unhinged male performance of all time. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I was just about to say that. And also, like, I talked about it before, but, like, him on the first season of Angie Tribeca is so fucking psychotic, where it's, like, he plays, like, the like the uh, the forensic scientist or whatever, but every week he, like, fakes some weird, like, like, the first episode, he doesn't have arms. Like, he pretends like he doesn't have arms. <laughs> and then at the end of, like, his, like, monologue or whatever, he'll just, like, pull his arms out of his coat jacket. Like, he does it every week. It's so fucking stupid. He's such a he's such a good comedic actor. And apparently he's, he's returning as Dr. Octopus, as Doc <gasps> Ock, and the new, apparently, allegedly, which Spider-Man 2, I feel like, has, that is that and X Men Two are the greatest superhero movies of all time. T correct. Yes, ma'am. Period. Yes. Period. Period. <laughs> period. Period. Like I'm not gonna say anything else. Like if you know, no, you know. If, if you, you know, know you, you know. Head, yeah, yeah. It's not fucking. I don't know. Thor Ragnarok. Sorry, I know people like the movie, but it's like X Two. Spider Man. X Men United. That's it. X- <laughs> <laughs> um. We, I feel like we've talked a lot. What's uh, what's straight about this movie? It so this movie is straight. Yeah. Oh. But it doesn't feel oppressively straight to me. No, that's what's cool about it. I think be- yeah. it's similar to The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. where it's such a movie that feels like it's for everybody, that it doesn't shove anything down your throat. Like it's like no. Nazis bad. Like it's like yeah, uh-huh. I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah, you we know, all agree there. Indiana Jones is a hot bud who could kiss me. I think we can all agree on yeah. that one. Yeah, he could tuck me into bed every night and read me a story. Yes, and it's like Karen Allen's a bad bitch. We can all agree. Yeah. It's like everything about it. the movie is so universal. Even though it's so specific, it's like set in this time period. It like, I mean, yeah, it really is just the most likable movie ever. Yeah, I think we had it here as a straight movie just because it's 
I mean, on paper, it is an incredibly straight person movie. It's Steven Spielberg, the straightest director. It's and yeah. Harrison Ford, a very straight actor. And like the pieces there are very straight, but yeah, it doesn't. Once again, it just doesn't feel like like hate crime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I it really is. Um, it, it, it's almost like asexual in the sense that it like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's still got a sexy movie in ways. I mean, the romance Ooh, yeah, is sexy, is. but, but the movie feels asexual in the sense that it's like the, the important thing to take away from the movie is that you're here for a good time and that's it. Uh, uh-huh. yep. Yeah. That's what it wants. Um, it does have something that I think is incredibly straight, which is the Wilhelm scream. Um, I think every time, because like straight people on the internet on Reddit are like, was that the Wilhelm scream? Actually, did you know the Wilhelm scream shows up in 95 movies? The Wilhelm screen is in case if you, you don't, don't know, know if you do, it's a it's a pre-recorded can screen. It's like ah, that's no. <laughs> like moaning. Can you do a Wilhelm scream? Like mm, ah, no, I don't think I can. Ah, ah, you've heard ah! the Wilhelm scream, yeah. And it's this thing that, like, I feel like kind of in the early to mid-2010s was, like, the Wilhelm scream shows up in I Know What You Did Last Summer. The Wilhelm scream shows up in Doubt. I don't know. But people, like, finding the (laughs) Wilhelm scream. (laughs) People finding the Wilhelm scream in movies and being like, guess what, Reddit? It's actually in, um, I don't know, Proof. See, the uh, Wilhelm scream should have been replaced by Nancy Allen. Not Nancy Allen. Oh, my God. Yeah, Nancy Allen. The Karen Allen's in this movie. Nancy Allen's yes. a blowout. Nancy yes, Allen ma'am. and blowout. That should be the new Wilhelm scream. Yes, it should be. Did you see I got that on Criterion? At, um, I did. Books? With a Mishima? Oh Girl, you're naughty. I'm, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the tea. So this is my what I do whenever I buy Criterion movies. So whenever they're on sale, I'll choose six, and then I roll a dice twice. And whatever. I well, you chose some really them. nice ones. You got some good ones. I know. The Lord gave me Boyhood and Mishima, and then I got uh, Blowout at half price later on. It was it was great. God, um, Blowout is such a perfect fucking what movie. A fucking God, God. Is, it straight, is it straight enough for us to do? I think I, it's straight. <laughs> I think we can break the rules. Yeah, I mean De Palma. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, he's straight. We have to do I one mean, of his movies. We'll do one of his movies, but fuck, if you haven't seen Blowout, for the love of Christ, go watch Blowout. That movie is it, perfect. It's 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 a masterpiece. It's incredible. Like I. <sighs> <sighs> Anywho, um, yeah, caring about history is incredibly straight. Like history novels, his, oh, the History yeah. Channel. Oh yeah, this movie literally. There's a moment in the movie where Indiana Jones is gonna blow up the Ark to save his girlfriend, and the guy is like, "This is history." And he <laughs> literally puts the missile down. Yeah, because he's, he's like, like you're mind. right. You're right. History is, is important, and I feel like only street people would care. The rest of us would be like, no, motherfucker, I'm getting out of here alive. I don't give a shit. Oh, I delete my tweets every six months, bitch. I had that shit turned on automatically. Yeah, we don't care about the imprint we're leaving on this earth. No, ma'am. But street no, people, ma'am. they're like, oh no, my life must mean something. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must to be feel nice. Important. Yeah, it must be nice to love yourself. Hmm, I wish yeah. I had that. <laughs> What's that like? What's that like? Um, Tell me. So yeah, carry about history for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier. He, the man who can do it all. He's very much like the perfect man kind of mm. like vibe. I mean, it's a little different than the perfect man. He's like a mix between the perfect man and a little bit of troubled antihero. But his troubled antihero ness is so lighthearted that like it's not antihero. It's hero. And I think it's like caught up in like his his. He loves the game. He loves history. He loves archaeology. I think that's where his like it his love of history and his love of you know archiving things and keeping taking care of things does impact his personal relationships which like understandable totally i mean yeah like obviously you're gonna let your girlfriend die for the ark of yeah. the covenant like duh. i mean yeah girl it was in the bible Uh, Oh, speaking of, I didn't get to mention this earlier, but I think it falls into the straightness. I think it's iconic, personally, that this movie exists in a universe where God has to be real. Oh, it's major. It's fucking major. (laughs) That's so major. And the movie doesn't even question it. No, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's, it's the Ark of the Covenant from, like, you know, the Bible? Yeah, Yeah, the Bible, like, God, like, Jesus. Have you heard of him? You heard of her? Yeah, no, literally the movie is like, oh, yeah, like, there's, like, God, like, like it's like the Eye of Sauron. It's going to, like, it's like God's eye. It'll, like, it'll murk you. Yeah. And I love that it's, like, if you're, <laughs> I love that the box that God lives in or whatever the Ark of the Covenant is, is just full of ghosts. Yeah, it's full of ghosts. And one of them's, like, a lady ghost who's kind of yeah. serving. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, could, yeah, I would I just, love I, to be a ghost. That sounds just, so fucking nice. It sounds so vibey. I love it. Yeah. I want to be I want to be haunted of Hill House. Oh, that's what I love that that Tori Amos song, Happy Phantom. But if I die today, I'll be a happy phantom. Oh my god, is that that's from um That's Little Earthquakes. Little Earthquakes. Little Earthquakes. Little, little Earthquakes. <gasps> okay, that's my rapper name is Little Earthquakes. <laughs> little Earthquake. Little Earthquake. <laughs> Lil, Lil Earthquake. Okay. Um, <laughs> when speaking, I DJ at Coconut, oh, I'm oh, be a oh, Earthquake. Why should people love this Spielberg? Here's the thing, though. I wanna, I wanna argue here, though, real quick. Okay. So Spielberg, you said earlier he's like the straightest director. I don't know if I agree with you because I think he okay. has some gay movies, namely one of the ones that I used as a gay wreck, Hook. Oh yeah. Well, it's crazy, honestly. Like all of his flops are gay. Yeah. Hook is gay and the color gonna, purple. Color gay. purple. But I'm gonna. I got one. Yeah. I think that AI artificial intelligence is a gay movie. Yes. Oh no. I 100 percent agree with you. That's deep. You know Correct. why? Because I don't know one straight man that was affected by that movie. But every gay guy I've ever talked to that saw that movie when yep. they were a kid, because we were all tricked into seeing it, because we all thought it was gonna be a fine experience. It's not a fine <sighs> experience. It's not. It's <laughs> devastating. Okay. And that little boy begging for his mother and wishing to be a real boy—that <sighs> is gay folklore. Oh, that is That's gay, gay canon. That's gay. So, like, yes, AI man. artificial intelligence, like, that is I, – I'm, I'm literally so afraid to rewatch that movie. I have not seen it since Same. I was 12 years old. I haven't seen it since because yeah, I was it, 12. Because I, it affected me so much as a child. I was like, this movie is fucking me up right now. Like, I can't handle it. And I don't feel like – I feel like straight people are like, oh, yeah, AI, that was sad. I'm like, no, it was devastating. There's it's a devastating. difference. Yeah. So I need so to I don't rewatch know. it. So and I then, like, also Spielberg, the movie that like, I'm – the movie that I'm bringing for the gay recommendation is a spoiler or whatever. That's also a Spielberg movie. Right. So um, that's the thing about him is it's so weird because I do agree that his, like, big movies are very straight. But, like, it's, yeah. it's they're all kind of like Indiana Jones, though, where it's, like, straight but in this, like, weird, like, I don't know. It, like, transcends, Yeah, like, I think his, sexuality. like, only aggressively straight movies are – let's see. Let me go through his filmography. I would say Jurassic – no, that has – Laura Dern See, Jurassic Park is like not yeah because Laura Dern, Laura Dern is so gay in it. I guess the only one really is like Saving Private Ryan. That is like one of the straightest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes, uh, I would say Munich. You know, it whips. Uh, Lincoln is so straight. That that's painfully straight, Mama. Uh, and then The Post, which is just like oh my god, who watched that movie? Bitch, I that was the year that I watched literally everything nominated for an Oscar, like a lunatic. Uh, but the post is fine. Um, and Ready Player One might be his straightest movie. Uh, it has our favorite straight actor, Lena Waithe. Uh, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, uh, well, she's straight because she plays the the Cyclops uh, cop in Onward. Um, All these things that you're saying mean nothing to me. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of gay, speaking of Lena Waithe... Uh, Speaking of gay, I think there's a couple of gay things in this movie. One, the gayest scene in the movie, I think. Okay, so the main villain, besides like Nazis in general, there's this one like just full faggot Nazi general. It's so funny that even in this movie, and he's a Nazi, movies still find a way to make all the villains faggots. Oh my god, they're all the fucking big like wrestling like you got a cauliflower ear guy that he fights in the plane. Gay yeah. muscle bear. Mm. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, ma'am. Ooh, girl. Whenever you took a shirt off, I was like, hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, crush me. Hello. Crush me. I would like you to throw me into the propeller of an airplane, please. Thank you. Um, but the gay, the main gay Nazi um, who looks like a little turtle, um, there's a scene where it's Nancy Allen just drank like a half a bottle of vodka. And was Karen drunk. Allen, Karen, Karen Allen, Nancy Allen. Shit. See, bitch, we're getting our, our Boomer Allens mixed up. <laughs> our Boomer Allens. Um, Karen Allen is drunk and is trying to get out of her. She's like held captive by the Nazis and by the evil archivist or evil um, archaeologist. And he pulls out this like baton chain thing. Anything right. like this torture and you think device? He's about to fuck her up with it. No, ma'am, it's a coat hanger. It's just a coat hanger. <laughs> it's a handy. portable coat hanger, and I was like, he, his coat's got to hang up. He's not putting that shit on a chair. No, ma'am, you, those shoulders are strong. She's got to keep that integrity. Another gay thing about this movie is just the idea of Harrison Ford having sex with me. 
Um, Harrison Ford's the kind of like straight guy that would like look away the whole time while he's fucking you and you wouldn't even care. You're like, just give me that D daddy. I don't give a fuck. Give me um, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring back the penny whistle for this. Um, so just get ready, but I want Harrison Ford to on my face and I want to just fuck him so hard. I feel like Harrison Ford Ford would just shove his down my throat and he would just calmly belittle me. Oh, he'd be like, do better, son. Do better. Oh, he would definitely say son. I think, yeah. what do you think Harrison's dick, Harrison Ford's dick is like? I think it's thicker than I average. Feel like it's not, I feel like it's like a little bigger than average. It's nothing to write home about, but I, I bet it's no. thick. I wouldn't be thick. disappointed. Thick. Yeah. It's like, we're talking like six and a half, seven, but thick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has, it has some integrity to it. It has some heft. Yeah. It's like, it hurts when it goes in, but it hurts and, good. Oh, it hurts. It's a good hurt. It's not one of those things where it's like, ma'am, how do you exist in good society? Um, it's what kind of just un- right. It's just, just right. right. It's just right. And I bet he has real sensitive nipples. Oh, my God. And the, ugh. Oh, my God. And I feel like you would, like, try to, like, grab his ass while he's plowing you, and he'd be, like, and he'd, like, Mm-mm. slap it your hands away. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, he wouldn't do that. No. And pin you down. Ugh. Oh, my, oh, my God. Harrison Ford in this fucking movie. Literally sweaty the whole time. Oh my god, he's glistening, mama, and he's tan. My favorite thing about boomer men—I guess he's—is he even technically a boomer? Is he too old? I think he's a boomer. boomer. Oh, he might. No, he was like thirty in the eighties. Let's let's look that yeah, up. Yeah, he's too let's... old to be a boomer. Well, anyway, whatever. He's like, I love that. Like eighty-five is like the eighty. He had to be like born 50, forty-five. Yeah, forty-two. Like he's not a boomer. Forty. Yeah, he's not. He's like, well, yeah. He's like that era. Well, anyway, my favorite thing about like men okay. from this era, though, is I love that they're always so tan. They're so tan. Yes. And yes. you know that they have that hot tan line where they're like junk and their ass is just pale. I think that shit's hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so fucking hot. Oh, my God. I love that shit. And you know, it's like spe- he doesn't put suntan lotion on. Oh, yeah. No, he just lets his shit burn. He doesn't give a fuck about mm-hmm. skin cancer. Oh, no, man. Melatonin. Wait, that's a good you- melanin. Speaking of boomers, I just want to mention really quick that I feel like Karen Allen in this movie represents, like, it's like, I want to say that she's gay, but this might be one of the first female characters in a movie where I'm like, no, this is canonically straight. I love yeah, no, it. She's and I very live straight. for it. She's mm-hmm. just a damsel in distress enough, but she still kicks ass and she still can drink anyone under the table. But I think what That's I good. like about Karen Allen's characters is she's the ultimate boomer woman to me. I feel like that, like, she reminds me of my mom a little bit. Like, I feel like Women okay. of this era, like, idolized, or at least, maybe not on purpose, but I feel like they all wanted to be a Karen Allen type. It's like they want to be a little firecracker. Yeah. They're a little tough. They tell the guy what's up, but at the end of the day, they want this man to fucking, they're just trying to get it. They're trying to get it, and they're going to win, and she wins. Well, she reminds me She reminds me a lot of Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I mean, she's in Romance in the Stone, of course, but, like, Kathleen Turner, she is my ultimate, like, woman who both is like is a boomer boomer woman but also like she's gay as shit mostly because of virgin suicides right yes but yeah i just um, like I, lo- I love that kind of like that character of this era like like late set like princess leia is like this too it's just very yes. like like a firecracker who's not going to be pinned down who's like an independent woman but at the end of the day like they still like need like a big strong man and i i like that dichotomy between like the patriarchy still being in place but yeah. they're like kind of breaking away from it a little bit i think These it's are a all fun... women who look like they lived in the 70s in new york it's very that like did you see that woman who does that video where she does impersonations of women in 70s movies have you seen that oh no i haven't seen that oh my god so funny she's like she's like golly gee walter stop being such a square and like (laughs) she's like okay buster and like it's all very like that it's so good and i feel like like karen allen's character in this like very much like has that vibe (laughs) love her love it she's so good all right buster you know (laughs) 
She's uh, like mad at him for not saving her fast enough. Like that. That's same. Gay. That's gay. Yeah. Um, and I think finally, I think it's the last line of the movie. It's one of the, one of the last lines. One of the movie. last lines. It's um, one of the guys in the army is talking about the, what are you going to do with the Ark of the Covenant now that we've saved it from the Nazis? And Harrison Ford's like, who's working on it? And he goes, top men. I think the two words top and men next to each other is gay. Very gay. And also yummy. What I want Harrison Ford to do to me. Um, right, top me, not me. top men, top me. Top me, take the N off, top me. <laughs> Do you have anything else that's gay about this movie? No, I really think that, like, it's so weird that you were saying that, like, it feels neither gay or straight, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this has the least examples of gay things in a movie we've done. We say it every week, but this might be the straightest movie we've done so far. But it's, like, it transcends straightness. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, almost so straight that, like, I don't even know. It's, like, it's, like, post, it's, like, post-gender yeah. You know, this, it's this like... is the Dorian Electra of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Except I like it. <laughs> that was the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Dorian Electra sucks. Okay, you're going to cut this out of the pod because they might listen to this. <laughs> if Dorian fucking listen to this podcast, stop. Um,. No, I need the retweet us, Dorian. Please, baby. I want Please. Rebecca Black to see this. We need the clout, Dorian. <laughs> we need the clout. Um, okay, it's time for our favorite recommendation oh, section, God. and that's the gay recommendation section. I am holding a glass of rosé right now. It's seven twelve p.m. Um, <laughs> oh my God! So, like Donnie Darko last week, this movie is kind of—it's weirdly singular, even though it is very influential. Um, So I had to kind of go inward to find a gay recommendation. And so I actually suggested a different movie in the Indiana Jones franchise. Um, And that movie is 2008's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, I'm recommending it because it's bad, um, (laughs) which I know Hillary Duff told us not to equate bad with gay. But this is this movie is when you say Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is gay. Say it like you're in 2008. Yeah, um, that movie was gay. Movie's gay. Kate <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blanchett is the villain. Yeah, gay. <laughs> gay. The movie is about aliens. Gay. Gay, and their <laughs> giant <laughs> crystal skulls. Gay. gay. Very gay. And, um, just a little. I don't want to say there were trigger warning, but like just a warning. Shia LaBeouf is in it, so if you don't want to watch it because Shia LaBeouf's in it, I totally understand. He is a piece of shit in the movie, so if you want to. Yeah, if you just want to like hate him for being horrible. Yeah, in the it's movie, there. There you go. Um, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf is in it, so just warning if you're. We shouldn't. Shia LaBeouf's a piece of shit. Go watch FKA Twig Cellophane. You don't actually. I'm not recommend. I'm not actually recommending this movie because it is terrible. Uh, but if you were like, man, I wish I watched a worse version of what I just watched. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is which right essentially is what being gay is. We're just a worse version. of <laughs> We're like. What if straight people were bad? That's gay people. <laughs> is, is that why we're not on Apple Podcasts anymore? Because we're homophobic? Oh, my God. That's why they took us off. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I, to, I, I hope by the time this worry. episode comes out that we're on Apple Podcasts again. Because <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to make all my friends download Anchor, which also we love Anchor. Thank you for sponsoring us. Thank you um. so much. <laughs> Crazy that I haven't gotten an email from Anchor that I was like, please stop playing that. <laughs> did they really? No, it'd be wild if I did though. Oh my no. god. I Your ad them. is great. Thank you. <laughs> it sounds like I'm running my vacuum cleaner behind me. Oh god, gay Rex. You know, I was having a tough time with this one too because it really is singular, kind of like Donnie D. Um, but mm. I have two chaotic choices. <gasps> one it's your turn to be chaotic. One of them is I think that there was a movie that came out in the mid 2000s that was trying to be Indiana Jones and it failed miserably, but I think it's fun and I don't care what anyone says. I'm talking about Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Bitch, yes, 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 yes. That yes. movie, it's yes, it's not that good, but it's fun, okay? And it tries she's to capture trying. the spirit. Yeah, she's trying really hard. <laughs> I think that's the problem. But that's what makes it gay, is it's bad and it tries really hard. Um <laughs> Just like me, bitch. Yeah, just like me. And it's fun. It's got... I think that also... Doesn't that also have Kate Blanchett in it? 
It sure does. Wait, does it? And no, it has Angelina. It's Angelina and Jude Law. Let's uh, right? let's do a quick. I'm pretty sure it's Gwyneth. It's Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Gwyneth Law, Angelina. Angelina Jolie, and it has Giovanni Ribisi, who broke Cat Power's heart. So we hate him. And oh, Byling. Oh no. So oh, there's Queen Byling. We love Byling. Um, yeah, that movie is bad, but like I think it's really fun and worth watching. And like, honestly, I don't even know if it's really as bad as people make it out to be. I think no, it's like fine. maybe a little misunderstood. Well, oh, I saw when I was 14, director. I was like, yes, ma'am. The man, the director, like only made one movie, and it was Sky Captain. It was like his like little project. Oh, poor no. guy. Anyway, um, so check that out. But also, Wait, I is Sky very... Captain in the world of tomorrow? Is that gay? Boondock Saints. Oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> oh, we have to do the Boondock Saints. That's like, oh, bitch. <laughs> that's like high schoolers being like, I watched a piece of cinema today. I, I we y'all can't... watched movies. I watched the Boondock Saints. That's cinema. I watched a film. We cannot watch it so close to Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, I have another recommendation, and it's only mm-hmm. because I looked up adventure under genres on my letterbox um, <laughs> to see other <laughs> adventure yeah. movies. But there, this is a pretty psychotic adventure movie that has nothing to do with Indiana Jones, but I'm recommending it anyway because it's great. Um, there's a 2017 movie called The Wild Boys. It's a French movie, hmm. and it is fucking psychotic and campy and disgusting and amazing. Okay. Um, it's a movie set in the early 20th century, so period piece. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, about a group of boys who do some fucked up shit, but they're all played by women. Like, in okay. the movie, they're played by women. <laughs> And they, but essentially they're shipped off to this island and then on the island they like, I don't even know how to describe this movie, but like some weird sex shit happens and gender shit happens and it makes no sense and it's disgusting and there's cum everywhere. You should watch it. Hell it's yes. Um, it's weird. Maybe. Flowers breathe. Boys become girls and girls become boys. It's amazing. I love it's, that like a, it's like song. that M83 song. Which one that's uh, like the one from uh, Hurry Up or Dreaming with the little kid about the frogs? Yeah, yeah, the frogs. <laughs> it has very I've, and it's French. It's very that energy. It's very that very energy. But like, but make it disgusting and not for children. It's crazy that like is M eighty three still popping? Do people do kids still listen to M eighty three? No, no one that? gives a fuck about it. But when Midnight City came on at Barbarella, when I recently went, girl, girl, people were living. God, I saw M83 on that tour, and it was so fucking good. Yeah, me too. It was so good. Was that fun fun? Uh, at ACL. Oh, fun. Uh, um, me and me and Alex, our wedding anniversary isn't going to be July 31st. Like, the day we're getting married is actually going to be November 4th, uh, which is the first day of fun fun, when it usually happened. Oh. I know. I know. That's so Adorable. cute. I love that. Um, I know. Okay, but enough about me. Um, <laughs> I think that was it. That's the end of our show. Yeah, that's it. We did it. Girl, I mean, that was yeah. an that was an episode, bitch. Yeah, I don't even know what we talked about. What happened? Me neither, girl. I can't wait to listen to this in two weeks and be like, okay. <laughs> or like, that's an episode that people that are going to listen to. <laughs> I think our episodes are either Wayne's World slash Anchorman, which is just like you know, PBS Intelligentsia Hour, or it's bitch or drunk, let's watch a movie. I love that when we watch real cinema, we're like, blah, yes, mama bitch, okay, <laughs> tongue pop. But then when we're watching Anchorman and Wayne's World, we're like, oh, yes, the state of comedy. Uh, oh, yes, the astu- explain the astuteness what of is. the direction. <laughs> we're insane. Uh, we're insane. We need to go to jail. Um, Someone stop us at all costs. Like we literally, please. this is like this is a some. We're the villains. There needs to be a superhero to stop us. We are Cruella. We are both Cruella. We are Cruella Deville. <laughs> I we're but bu- we're the black night. and white sides of Cruella Deville's hair. Yes. <laughs> but the Glenn Close one, not the Emma Stone one. That scene in the 102 Dalmatians at the very beginning, where they're going through like the psychiatric hospital, and then like she goes crazy because she hears big ben iconic okay literally i don't know how you remember the opening sequence to 102 <laughs> dalmatians but hey girl get it mama i you know i don't know math uh but i do remember that shit but i know glenn close's filmography 
<laughs> we gotta talk about a Glenn Close movie eventually. Is Fatal Attraction straight? No, it's no, gay. it's a gay movie. No, that's <laughs> no. the thing about Glenn Close. Like she does gay movies only. Yeah, she is. Um, fuck, who did we say earlier that was? Oh, she is Laura Dern. Where it's like you cannot have a straight movie with them. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. Literally, I'm like trying to think of a Laura Dern movie that's straight, and I like literally can't think of anything. Like even Marriage Story, like my favorite movie of all time, like is is gay because Laura Dern's in it. Noah Baumbach's movies are gay. Yeah, yeah, they are. So they are. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, no. More things that we've decided. Love that. Yay. (laughs) My name is Dylan Garcia. And you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia and on Instagram and Letterboxd at Garcid. Hi. And my name is Kirk Van Ziggle. And you can find me on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter. K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E, bitch. Yes, Yes, mama. Yes, Yes, wig. Yes. Wait, T, sis. Sis, T bitch. Yes, mom. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. I'm going to continue drinking and I'm going to eat a frozen pizza for dinner. Yay. I, this is my I'm last carb eat. that I'm going to be eating. <laughs> I'm not going to okay. eat. I'm just going to drink rosé. I'm, yeah, I'm drinking rosé. I'm going to eat pizza. And then I will not be eating a carb until my wedding day. Oh, wow. So oh, I'm I can't so excited wait. for you. Isn't it weird? It's so crazy. Ah, ah, yes, ah. bitch. Yes, like, she's now, 30, mama, and she's getting I'm, married. She's 30. Bitch. I know. Tomorrow, I have my like an Instagram announcement planned. I'm going to use that picture of Lady Gaga where it's really close up at and the star is born and she's like crying. Oh. She's getting married. Yeah, bitch. Oh, I have a But also plan. camp. So I love it. It's camp. It's camp. And also, Zardoz, whenever Sean Connery's in the wedding dress. Yes. God, we That's should do Sardos. I'm putting it on the fucking list. I don't know, yeah, man. We're yeah, we're going to we'll, do we'll it. We'll figure it like, out. We're doing well, it. Yeah, we'll find a way. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so fucking good. All right. We'll catch you well, on the flip side, ladies. Bye. I hope you bye. had fun drinking with us. Thank you. Yes, please drink with us. <laughs> yes, drink with us. Actually, we probably should say at the beginning. You should have just drank with us while listening to this episode. Let's let's do it like a warning, real quick. Do you want to do one like record a yeah. warning? Sure, that's fun. And now came talk, talk, talk. <laughs>